Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. Um, <laughs> why don't I have sound? <laughs> Are we good? I don't have sound. And I don't of know anything? why. Are we recording? No, we're recording. But I don't have oh, any that, sound. Oh, I should stop talking. <laughs> or should I start? Is the songs done? Uh, it, I'm showing the trailer, which I'm going to have to fix in post. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we might or might not be heard right now. No, no, no. Our voices are fine. We're broadcasting. But the trailer, oh, so for whatever reason, the, the trailer, for whatever reason, is not playing with sound. Okay, so your music died. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. Right. Okay, cool. Well, I just didn't know for recording. They actually this used that shot in the trailer. <laughs> so, so we're actually in this we're in we're in the show now yeah okay so we should actually say hello welcome to well i mean I, i'm, no I'm kind of anything <laughs> i'm so kind of a minute of like solid silence yeah pretty much well i mean you got me going oh well i don't know why we don't have sound i'm wondering if our if the intro was going to play with sound because <laughs> if it's not i'm just going to start the movie you'll fix it in post yeah just start whatever yeah this is a this is probably a sign that <laughs> You will get flagged by Paramount from YouTube. So, so is this the show now? Uh here. Let's let's let, 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 let's see if uh, let's see if we get sound on our intro. At least we can have that. Even, no, no sound, no sound on the intro. I I, I don't understand it. Are we bro We're broadcasting, all right. Oh yeah. Welcome to Movie Sucktastic. <laughs> I, I, episode I, episode whatever. This is Scott. Uh, the one that's hell. not as, as as amused by this is Joey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Just slightly less. Amused. Nothing changed. <laughs> Nothing. This is why we're leaving live stream. This is why we're leaving live. This stream. is why we're leaving of, live stream. Yeah. Because it just takes too much to hassle. Uh, so <sighs> this is Movie Sucktastic, uh, the podcast of movie reviews, mostly bad films. That's right. I am, as I said, I am Scott. The other voice is Joey. Yo. And this week we're re reviewing. A listener uh, request. Oh, Cool World. Uh, the Ralph Bakshi film Cool World. A film so yeah. bad it probably should have ruined more careers than just his own. All right, I want to explain something here. Just, just right off the bat. Yeah. There's a reason why I worked in a comic store for four years and like uh, was a rabid animation fan like anybody else in a comic store that I worked in for four years in the late 80s, early 90s. And I still have never seen this film. Wow. <laughs> There's a reason why. Until this this actual episode, I never had a cause or a care to watch this. <laughs> oh, and actually, there's another revelation. Uh, can I share this right now before we get into the movie? Yeah, go ahead. I had a co-worker over the past weekend, and uh, he's a movie buff, as you and I are. He listens to the show. And he has said, it, we're going, he's, I, he, for fun, we're sitting around, he's going through my plex. That's like an evening. Okay. And 
going through and he's, and he's just shouting out things at random and he came to Batman and Robin. Oh, and I no. told him, I've, I've seen it. He's like, what? He said, no, I've seen the first 10 minutes. That's all I could take. He says, you never sat all the way through this. No. And I explained to him how there are certain films like with you when we watched uh, the Hitcher remake. Right. I said, I can't do this alone. I need somebody. He said, well, I'm willing to do it again if you are. Oh, uh, I'm no. willing to do it. So this past weekend, yes, I watched Batman and Robin. Ooh. Oh, and, and, and that's a, that's, that's fucking, 20 years coming, 20 years coming. And now I'm scarred for the rest of my shorter life. This it, is ridiculous. Take two of these and call me in the morning. Honestly, he's the, he's the best part of the whole film. I gotta say, everybody <laughs> makes fun of him. And this, like the big joke is Mr. Freeze him. He's the best character in this whole movie. He's right. actually the, 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 the least shitty parts of this film were the parts that he was in it. <laughs> Seriously, those are the yeah. best parts of the film. Everybody thinks they quote them because they're the worst. No, those are the best. It gets everything else is way, way worse. <sighs> yeah. But yeah, that that's on my list now. That's I'm crossing off the bucket list. I'm kind of I'm almost sad that you didn't watch it with me though. But it's cool. I, it, it's I'm happy you I, did I, finally. You know. Oh, that's okay. You and I are going to watch God's Not Dead 2 together. Or, uh, no, no. You still owe me all the Twilights. Oh, do you really yeah. want to re-watch those? I don't want to, but <laughs> we, you, there's no reason why you haven't seen them. Oh, and also the fact that you haven't seen any of the... Uh, um, Which ones? Oh, the Paranormal Activities. Wow! That's how on point we are. <laughs> I didn't even see the name. <laughs> I, I saw the first one, and I've seen... Right. Uh, maybe 10% of the second one, maybe 10, 15 minutes. So none. Or so you've only seen the first one. I've seen the, I've I've seen the first one, and you know, I watched the alternate ending, which I actually liked more than the not Hollywood only, ending. Joey, Joey, yeah. not only have I watched all of the Paranormal Activity films... Well, you have them all I've on your Plex, it. too. No, no, let me finish my sentence. Not only have yeah. I seen all of them, I've seen half of them in the fucking theater. Wow. You owe me. You, oh, I'm wow. looking at the wrong. You owe me. You really do. I'm looking at the wrong camera. Here, here, look at the, the wrong camera. You have more than one. Uh, <laughs> how big of a production do you think this is? <laughs> I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at the live stream feed here, and it actually says says anti lag feature triggered. Okay, and then it said remove delay to the user. What? It said remove delay to the user. What's that mean? I do, I think what it means is, it, I think what it means is it's having a hard time recording the two of us. So whatever lag there is, it removed it. Possibly yeah. on your end because you were you've been out of sync a little lately. Don't blame me you, for their fuck ups. You're in perfect sync now. I'm not saying that. Listen, Thank all you. I'm saying is a different software probably wouldn't be doing any of this. A so, different so software. Yeah. You know what else I heard about the other software that we're probably going to, and it's not UStream. It's something different, and if it works. It's going to be nice. Um, heard? I've heard that it does 720p or 1080p. you got to pay for 1080p, but we'll, we won't. We don't need it. But I hear the file size is very small. That's great. So not only... And the only reason why I'm interested in that is because the file size is small and it's still in HD, that means the compression ratio that it uses is very good uh, with the software, and it'll use less memory and less CPU less chance of a crash which live stream yeah. is a it's using 50 percent of the cpu right now 
fuckers. Yeah, no. Uh, if you're listening to this, this is probably the last episode we'll do on live stream, God willing. I know. Well, you've been talking about getting off of live stream for re- for real, probably two years. I think this is this is for, we, for real this time. But one, like this isn't our full time job. This is the thing we do for fun. And two, we've got right. real lives. So every time it comes up, it's like, yeah. But a quick look is like, there's nothing out there. Everything is like cost money and shit, and we don't we don't have that. Yeah. No, well. <laughs> Well, yeah, the the premium version of this software is, it's a one time fee of two hundred dollars, and I'm just like, eh, I don't think so. And then it's um, a three year license for the standard one. Is, is that a new one you found? That's the new one I found. Two hundred might be worth it. If it's if it's that good, I'd be willing yeah. to to do it. But All right, that that's how that's how bad our budget is. Two hundred <laughs> it sounds reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like <laughs> that's, uh, that's the equivalent of yeah I got enough money to supersize that that's that's what that is well you know what <laughs> if, if all these uh, companies stop monetizing our stuff then we might actually make some money doing this uh, I, I, yeah, no no no, no. I'm, just, I'm just there. I'm just saying yeah. if we broke uh, even I'd be happy if we broke even and, and this, yeah and this has happened very recently if you're listening to the show now and you're a risk listener that actually wants to listen more than than whenever you turned it off uh, we've been going gangbusters on YouTube in the past month I highly recommend catching some of our videos on YouTube as they come out we're, we're averaging one every few days now because we're doing the backlog yeah I mean there's about 90 episodes that we're doing in slideshow form because we've yeah. done 200 and this is two, episode 242 Um about 150 episodes are video. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we've been doing video uh, podcasting that long. But then the first 90 or so episodes were just a straight-up podcast, no video at all. So we've, in order to keep that web, that YouTube web presence, we've been doing slideshows for those. And Scott right. has been working his butt off getting me slides for, for a lot of the episodes. Because some of these older episodes... There's not like you like if you like like this is the borrower for example. Oh. If you Google image the borrower, you're gonna get nine photos and four of those are the same movie poster. Yeah. So I I, I actually watch the film and I personally choose which frame I want to take a screen snapshot of, and I do about a couple hundred of those. And did that for Master, Masters of the Universe, and I, I tell you, I love going back over these old episodes of ours. I'm enjoying them too because I have to, I I listen to. Pretty much almost the whole episode when I do the slides because yeah, some, sometimes well, you I have to. Well, you're I doing don't... the older episodes. I'm sorry, I talked over you. Oh no, no, no. I'm sorry. Um, in in some of the older episodes, I have to sync up the slides a little. You know, a, at least somewhat. Like I just posted episode four, um, episode four yesterday, and we talk about like six different movies. Oh, that was the one with the Christian horror films. Christian I listened horror to that films. today while I was working. And the slides, yeah. I, I I lined up the slides with all the films, and then there was even a part where we went off and did like a little tangent on Hannibal, and then yeah. we went back to a civil action for like ten minutes. Uh, why? It's like uh, I just did like an image scan through it when you, when you posted it. I looked up and say, like, a civil action? We fucking reviewed that. So no, we just babbled about it for twenty minutes, and we, that was the cool thing. You and I back in the old days before we got like a, a you know before our first like real structure of the show. Right. You and I would review films that the other person hadn't seen. That's right. That's how we did that it. That last episode. Yeah, that last episode. Uh, two out of the three reviews we did, kind of technically, if you count a civil action, 
uh, two of the three of them we did not see together or, or even both had seen. I, no. I, I had never seen the civil action and Joey had never seen um, the first film I reviewed. The three. Uh, three. Right. Three. I did watch House. Um, uh, as as you heard, if anyone that's listened to the episode, uh, yeah. we were uh, a friend it of ours and myself were trying to get you to watch it. It wasn't yeah. intentional. It was before we were actually doing the show because that movie came out in 2008. And we didn't uh-huh. start doing this show until 2009. Right. So, but yeah, in the beginning, the, the early days, we didn't really, we had somewhat of a structure. We we always did the movie challenge, which was nice. It wasn't we until... We started doing it, just out of whim, but it wasn't structured. And and again, like uh, until we got to the point where we, we started coordinating, say, you know, it, I think it took us a dozen episodes before we got to the point where, all right, we both have to watch the same thing. Let's come up with something. I think you know? it, I think it was episode eight or nine that we started. Uh-huh. It was like Looker, and um, <laughs> what was the other film we reviewed with Joey, Looker? Joey, Joey, yeah. Joey, Joey. Yeah, we've got to get to the Looker Lab. I've got to get to the Looker Lab. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite line in that episode, possibly one of my favorite lines ever in the history of movie septastic, is how you. You, how you say about Albert Finney, how he's like crawling <laughs> on the ground, and he's like, and he is not very cat-like. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not like you know. <laughs> it's not. He's not the person you pick for like that kind of scene where the cat, the cat burglar is crawling under the wires and the astics up in the air. That's not Albert Finney. No. He's the opposite of that. <laughs> oh my god. He's, he's like to just run through screaming. That's Albert Finney. Come on. Yeah. Um, but what well, the, the episode you just posted where we reviewed House and yeah, um, three four the Christian uh, and horror. A civil action. Yeah. Uh, my favorite line is that is when you're talking about the, the inspiration of um, a civil Dark. action. You said, yeah, you know, it's based on that. It was a, a terrible um, water pollution situation, oh. <laughs> and, and it's like I just like immediately snap in. Well, I've never heard of a good one. I love that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I. I <laughs> It's like I forgot, you know. Obviously, it's a small line. I forgot it, but just yeah. like listening back, it's that one moment where, wow, that even sounds scripted. <laughs> <laughs> How nice that was—that little feedback that you and uh, I get to. Oh my god, <laughs> I love that. It's, I've never heard of a good one. <laughs> and I and, like, and and because I was moved listening, on, which is like I was yeah. instant and moved on. I think I chuckled. I'm pretty sure I laughed at that, uh, but uh, and and just you know, listening back, it's just. And then I uh, then I went into that little, just like a mini little thing about Dark City and how it was fighting for its name oh, and yeah, different yeah. name changes. And I listened back to that, and I almost yeah, forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, guy, the guy, uh, the word, uh, uh, <laughs> world, we own the rights to the world. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> we sorry. own world. You can't use world. Yeah, it's like Lost City. Lost? Uh, you can't use no, Lost. no, yeah, yeah. Uh, our Jurassic Park <laughs> Two is called the Lost World. Sorry, you can't use that either. Can't use the word lost. Can't can't use lost. Can't use world. Uh, you can't use city, because uh, <laughs> this is being released by New Line Cinema and Warner Brothers. Us own New Line Cinema, and we're making a film called Mad City. So sorry, <laughs> you can't use it. Oh, our movie bombed. Okay, go ahead, call it Dark City. <laughs> you know what's funny is like you and I talk about this stuff because uh, it's like we're hitting the point now with the podcast where we're talking about stuff we actually witnessed when it happened, and right now that's for some of our listeners that's like twenty years ago. Oh yeah! Oh my God! You know what I'm sure, because so, so, Dark City, so it's like, Dark City is—it's a twentieth. It's in yeah. its twentieth. No, I'm sorry. 
it's next year will be its 20th anniversary but yeah you're right it's like 20 years right what i'm saying we're listening to our our episodes from 2009 2010 and i'm re-listening to them and i'm like i'm not thinking someone like hearing that even back then might not know what we're talking about sure i mean back then those movies were almost 10 years old yeah so so it's just weird it is kind of weird yeah but let's go but speaking of weird we're reviewing a weird film this week cool world the ralph (laughs) bakshi film now is this playing in the background it is oh god damn you well, I mean, this is one of those episodes where right now I have an appeal with Crocodile Dundee 2, which is made by Paramount. Right. They, they had a hard-on for the movie trailer. And we, and this is one of those early episodes where we're playing the film, like, on an axis, you know? So <laughs> it's, it's kind of, it's not the full screen like it is now. So, and I know we were talking about, it's like, hey, maybe if we did that, they would just kind of look past the flag. No, they don't care. They they got but they some flagged out, the trailer beforehand. They flagged the trailer and they flagged the film because we do both. Oh, Crocodile, they flagged the film too, even did, though it's like at a forty-five degree angle. Yes. on half screen. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. So they did that, and I'm like, son of a bitch. So they monetized the trailer, and they monetized um, like a, a clip that I have of Paul Hogan uh, doing oh, some sort of stuff. Australian yeah. commercial. But they, they won't monetize the film? They won't monetize the movie. So I had to um, dispute that. And then they said, no, sorry, we, we think our claim is valid. And then I had to appeal it. And right now we're in the appeal process. So if that goes through and they feel that, um, they feel that they're still in the right, which, not to jinx us, has never happened. I've always appealed and they've always let it through. Because right. I think at that time, someone... Actually from, glances at it for two seconds. Exactly. Right? Someone on their end actually takes a look at it and goes, oh, it's just two idiots talking <laughs> for, for an hour and a half. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is fine. Basically 25% of our YouTube comments. But, yeah. For, for, <laughs> like, sh- why don't you two shut the fuck up? <laughs> or uh, what is that guy, Alejandro? Telling us the name of our own channel, uh, our own <laughs> podcast. Isn't your show called Movie Suck-tastic? It's like, yeah. Yeah. Our mantra <laughs> is just because you like it doesn't mean it doesn't suck. <laughs> Come on, man. I, like the, I like the one that they, why don't you guys shut the shut up to watch the film? And I didn't respond, but I just wanted to respond, no. <laughs> yeah, okay, listen, okay. You know what? This is That's what we're going to do. It's, it's, yeah. We're both going to shut up for five seconds and let him watch the movie. No, no, I'm not. I'm not going to. No, 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 no. no. I'm not. No, the point. Okay, you're missing my joke. There's no. no I, I there's the there's no. Want to do it. There's no sound. <laughs> right. So it's going to be. Here's five seconds of no sound, dummy. But they want. But then he'd follow. We want the sound too. We want the film. We don't oh, want you. Okay. So well, then you're watching the wrong video. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but I'm cool with that. You know, with all the great people uh, commenting on the shows, everybody commenting on the shows that aren't. Like douchebags, great. Keep We've it been up. getting Please, a lot of a what lo- you want to see. We've been getting a lot of traction lately. It's it's very you know it's refreshing. You, it's nice. I gotta tell you, I I feel like we're finally we're, we're actually the past couple of weeks we've been getting a lot of requests from from uh, listeners. Yep. Even though we've earmarked the request, the listener request, I think for like a month or so, I say we, we go until like they cool down and they just want direction from us. Yeah, I'm fine with that. We've gotten quite a few, and actually, honestly, fifty percent of the people that have requested stuff, more than fifty percent, I've been like, 
dude, that would have come up eventually anyway. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> like, like crawl. crawl. Yeah. Three like, times in the past, I've almost challenged crawl. It's not yeah, like that's not it, like. It, to be honest, when I saw mode. it, I'm like, how have we not reviewed this yet? Yeah, but but some of the un- like death machines that would have never come up. I don't think if I don't you and th- I were just going back and forth. I think it's a breath fresh, and I want to hear what our listeners want us to talk about. I agree. I'm definitely up to that. I I, d- I didn't plan on taking the video down off the YouTube page anyway. I yeah, plan I planned so, on leaving it there. So I mean, for the for the meantime, I'm just going to say we have a, a brief hiatus on the challenges until at which point less people start requesting stuff and more people start saying we want challenges. Right, and but who that? Yeah, I, I think. Uh, but when we do continue challenges again, whenever that is, um, I do need one from you for for Death Wish Three. Yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll get that. Okay, surprised. I I, I'm surprised I didn't for, forget it. <laughs> Well, but because we have a month or so coming up of re- listener request, and the yeah. listener request this week is actually, uh, was it JD? Um, person requested requested this. Oh, Sammy J. Sammy J. Sammy J. Who we we uh, recredited with last week's week's request until we got to the end of the show. It's like, oh no, it wasn't it Sammy was, J. It wasn't the end, but it was close to it. <laughs> yeah, and let's let's repeat that name that listener's name again. Sammy J. No, no, the one we no, oh. the one we neglected to mention all last episode. I think it was um, Ecoke San Carlos. Yes. Ecoke, uh, yeah. If we're uh, hopefully we're pronouncing that correctly. Uh, he, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. He's the one that had requested that we review Death Machines. That's right. And Sammy J is the reason why we watched this goddamn fucking cool. Yeah, world. thanks, Sammy. The fuck. Yeah, I, I'm cool <laughs> with it though. It's, it's not one of the worst things we watched, but. No, it, it's it, not. It was, you and know what? I gotta say, I didn't hate watching this film. I was just mostly confused. Yeah. Not not by the film, by the decisions that led up to the film. Yes. Yeah, um, but yeah. Uh, but if you want to, uh, well, and, and you know I what? Want, I'm waving the, co- the the discussion over the title. Honestly, animated films, there's no need to discuss title. No, 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 no. No. And th- this is signature backsheet too. I mean, y- you got yeah. elements of Fritz the Cat, and you got elements of American Pop, and you got elements of, uh, you know, Coonskin. I mean, it's all here. A bit of you know, I mean, it's all here. Bit. Yeah. Um, and he's done a bunch of other things too. Uh, the names I, elude me at the moment, but. And he, I've got my I've got my feedback on that stuff too. But I mean, like for like animated features, with, with I don't I don't know why, but for some reason they don't matter for for animated cartoons what does it matter it uh the title oh yeah it gives a shit so so we're gonna pass the angle right to the film itself if you want to give us a synopsis yeah sure um so you got gabriel burns character who is um um what's his name not frank is it frank you don't even have the imdb page up no because (laughs) the live live stream will crash my computer if i do anything else Hold on, I'll refresh your memory because no, I don't remember. I think either. Brad. I think Brad Pitt's character is Frank. Now let's be fair. No, no. Yeah, let's be fair. Now this is a very unmemorable film. Yeah. If now I have never seen it, and I know that. But if I had seen it twenty years ago, I wouldn't have remembered anything from this until now, except the shit that was annoying, and it's not actually not as much as you might think. Yeah, I've seen. Uh-uh. I've never seen all of it all the way through. I've always seen. Now, like half. Yeah. Now, in defense of things, I'm going to say later on in this ep- this episode, I uh, have seen other Backsheet films. The Killing Joke 
uh, shot from the Joker from the Killing Joke on that one wall, the comic book store that he goes to. Uh huh. But but I'm saying I have seen Bakshi films before this one. Oh yeah. So I'm very familiar with Bakshi, and I'm not a Bakshi hater. So I have a reference of what this film is based on, and so just keep that in mind later when I say things you might not like if you like this movie. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Just just Bakshi's not bad, but I got my issues. Like what's, Alan Moore. Same yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so but what's about Gabriel Burns' character is Jack Deebs. That's right, Jack Deebs, and then Brad D E E B S D E B S, and then D E E B S, and then Brad Pitt is Frank. Frank, Detective Frank Harris. Frank Harris. Uh, all right, so the basic uh, plot is... If you can call it that. The movie starts out with Brad Pitt coming home from the war. Okay? Comes, <laughs> he, he comes home to his mother, and there, there's a tiny, and tiny, this- tiny little, like... Uh, you don't even see it, but there's this little scene where he takes his mother out, you know, has her close her eyes, and he shows her a bike that he won in a card game. Because, you know, this what do you mean is, you, don't, you, you don't see it? You don't see him win the bike in a card game. Oh, I thought he bought it. No, he says he won it in a, in a card game. Oh, okay, I forgot about that part. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. So he takes her out, shows her, and she's like, oh my God, you know, be careful, enjoy it, be careful. And he convinces her to go for a ride. And uh, pan over to them, just out on the road, just, just riding on the bike. And then you just see, like, because this is uh, Las Vegas, 1940s Las Vegas. There's, like, nothing out there but sand. And <laughs> unlike now. <laughs> yeah, unlike now. Um, so what you have so what you have is, like, these kind of little old-style saloons that has, like, gambling tables in them. And the it shot pan... Now. Right, the, the, exactly. The, the shot pans over to these two people you know, who are obviously just had a great time the guy he's driving he's obviously really fucking drunk and they get in the car and they start they just go out on the road and he smashes into brad pitt and his mother kills the mother brad pitt's all fucked up and next shot pans over to this little uh scientist guy whiskers is his name who is no it doesn't pan over Let's get this straight, because I feel like you're glossing over something. What this is the first over? solid ten minutes of this film. Yes. For a solid ten minutes, you're watching a film set in the 1950s. There's no illusion 40s. to anything else. You're 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 actually almost into the point where, you like like the subconscious is like, all right, I guess we're watching a war film. I'm cool with that. Yeah, let's just sit back, <laughs> relax. And then it just cuts all of a sudden to a cartoon image of a little scientist with a bald head and a mustache, with a, with a beam showing the scene. Of the, like, this is like a scene after the mother died. This is a very emotional moment. Right. And this cuts the cartoon. Well, that's weird. It shouldn't be working like that. <laughs> talk about talk I, about downshifting. Exactly. That's, that's you just downshifted from fourth gear into reverse. What the fuck? So uh, I was uh, I was disorientated for the first ten minutes. Like I know cartoons are coming up, but how are they going to ease into it? Oh, just like that. Okay. All right, <laughs> I'm good. So it, he brings Brad Pitt into Cool World. And Brad Pitt is still, he's all fucked up. His mother died literally, literally a minute earlier. Now, can I say, I, I thought I thought there was going to be a subplot where, like, the driver killed him. And somehow we got revenge on him. Because when they cut, like, when, when he first, like, accident happens, it doesn't look like he's injured. But then when they cut back and they show the mother, like, being taken away in the body bag and he's lying on the ground. He's holding his stomach and he's going, arr, arr, arr. And I'm like, was he shot? 
Did, like the other driver shoot him? What happened here? Yeah, he's all was, scraped up and whatnot. It was just a weird position he was in. It was acting like they were actually drawing attention to the fact that he had a stomach wound. And I thought it was setting up for something where you found out later that somebody that he was actually shot after and the accident. I wouldn't be just, I wouldn't be surprised if they were maybe filming for that and they decided no we're well, not going to use any of it. There were a lot of changes to the film. We'll talk about that after the film itself. Yeah, oh, really? Definitely. I didn't realize that there were that many changes. Well, overall, we'll so, talk about that. So now Brad Pitt, he's a detective slash cop in Cool World. He's the guy keeping the peace. And there's a character. Her name is Holly. Holly Wood. Holly, Holly Wood. Yes, Holly Wood if she could. Holly. And <laughs> Jack Debs, he starts seeing visions and starts drawing uh, all these comic book or all these characters well, from cool world and he thinks it's his own invention and he creates they, they, a comic well, book all on, from uh, all from prison right yeah well I, they were skimming over a part he started this comic before he was in prison so there's this long history of him drawing this stuff so it's almost like he's been he's been either tuned into this reality or creating this reality depending on how you read it for like decades now right and it's finally just coming to a head where there's like some kind of weird cross between between the universes I didn't realize. I mean, I didn't realize he was drawing it before prison. Well, look at this way: when they show him, uh, when he goes to the comic store after he gets out yeah. and buys comics, and the woman's talking to him, "Oh, wow, wow, we we, we love you," and he go over, there's a whole rack of his stuff, and then, and then the other guy comes out of nowhere, like, "Hey, why don't you write a why don't you write a comic about the guy you murdered?" You know, <laughs> for sleeping the one you with caught his your wife. wife with. And so I'm like assuming that he was this big comic book. Uh, person before that happened before he went to jail oh when, I, you, sh when you show all these it, issues and like like they're, they're acting like he's like a well-known comic book person so he's not like somebody obscure like he walks in everybody in the comics don't know who he is he's like an alan moore type guy he, he he's not just like 10 issues into this he's been around for a, a decade at least okay well that's uh, it's, my assumption uh, fine so i thought you actually read that somewhere and you knew it as fact no it's, this it, is it, me it's, as like a, as an intelligent viewer it's uh, well all right, so this is not going to make me look good in in, in light of you um because i didn't take it that way i took it uh that he got famous from drawing the comic from prison like he killed no, his his wife's lover went to prison started having these visions and started drawing in prison yeah and got notoriety well, he, because he he's a convict i can give you the reason why not when he gets out of prison he comes home to a house that has a, a art studio and all his art, artist supplies. The, well, he's, got the, he's got the contract they, tables. They, yeah, but they show people moving stuff into the house when he gets there. That like could have very well. No. Yeah, but they could have put that there. No, no, no. You had you, no. The, it wasn't just the desk is up. It was arranged. There was stuff already on the walls. He this. He's coming back to this. He got. A, they were delivering a mattress. Let's be clear. A mattress. Yeah, I get that. Was After five van. years, you want a new mattress, even if you know. <laughs> but, Especially but, if no. that's where you killed your wife's lover, I, I, I you're going to need the new and, mattress. And this is the problem with this film: is that the film does not bother to get into great detail on anything happening in the real world with these characters. Uh, they spend way too much time on Brad Pitt's background and way too little time on uh, Gabriel Byrne's background. Yeah, fair. Yeah, no, absolutely fair. The film, if, if we didn't, if you had, if you excised that entire opening sequence of Brad Pitt, the first time we saw him was in Cool World, and and I hate the fact we're having like a serious discussion about this, but <laughs> if you took that whole thing out, the first time you met him, he was in Cool World, and you instead gave us 10 minutes of background on fucking Gabriel Byrne, who's actually 
either the 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 creator or the savior or both a fucking cool world who you might consider to be the main fucking character of the movie yeah if you uh, gave him that time if you gave him that time for the background maybe the film would make a little more sense it, it could have very easily Brad Pitt could have very easily summed up how he got in the cool world in a small conversation with anyone in the film since it since it never comes up for the rest of the plot like I thought it would, because the, the minute they mentioned the person guy in the tower, I'm like, oh, the guy in the tower is the guy that shot him at the accident, and he was sucked in too, and he started this whole thing. And I was like, no, no, there's none of that. No, that whole thing we spent <laughs> ten minutes setting up, it never comes up again. Don't worry about it. Nope, doesn't happen anymore. No, no. So, not a ten minutes of your life for no reason, really. So Gabriel but, but Byrne, um, Holly, she tries to. What she does successfully, she brings him into Cool World for the main reason to have sex with him. Because if if a doodle, which is the cartoons, uh, has sex with a noid, which is a human, the the doodle will become human. But I don't even know if she thought that would happen, though. Because everybody seems surprised when it did. Um, I think she does because she keeps talking about going to the real world and she wants it and she she has to have it and she... Is fascinated with going there. I blame so, the film. It brings I'm pretty it, it brings sure it. she knew because she's been trying to have sex with Brad Pitt, and she's been trying to bring in other people. Uh, all, because all, the whole if time, you it a different way, you, you could have just taken that as as like an obsession with Noids. But I blame the film for not being a hundred percent. But by the film spends too much time breaking down the whole idea of that Noids and to, uh, Noids and uh, Scribbles, Doodles, Doodles. Noids and doodles can't have sex, but never the consequences. And the fact that they leave it as a surprise, the way the characters react, we're not even sure if it's not a surprise for them. They did poor writing job. That's all I'm saying. I don't disagree with that, uh, but Thank I do. But I do think she knew uh, that having sex with him would make her human. To have I, her go. I would to say the because of the poor writing in the film, definitely debatable. Yes. Uh, sure. So the, she, so she tries, um, she tries, in my opinion, that's, to have sex with him to pass over into the real world. Right. And, that, that's um, my way of saying you're probably you might be right because the other part of the plot is that she knows that uh, what's it, Vegas Vinny owns a hotel where there's a spike at she the top. Thinks. Well, it's 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 she it's rumored. There's no it, actual Vegas Vinny. Correct. It, it, well, it turns out Vegas Vinny is the little whiskers guy. No, um, no, he's not. He's he's made up a story. Well, I think it's because the the whiskers guy made it up, and it just passed into Cool World. And again, poor writing. Yeah, I'm not blaming <laughs> you. I'm saying I got a totally different angle on that because they don't. Uh, my brain's filling in the gaps because they don't leave enough th- point dots to let you fill in the gaps. It's like a difference between a, a, a connect the dots and uh, astrology. <laughs> There's like okay, this that that's a that that's a, a slide and ladder, yeah. but then astrology is like a little dipper. How how do you see a horse there? What the fuck are you talking about? So yeah, we're filling in the we're filling in different gaps. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it, it definitely seems that way. Uh, well, her her main mission is to get over into the real world to get this spike, so that she can become f- uh, officially human because she keeps going in and out. Of being human and a doodle, and so does Jack because he's—I'm assuming because he's had sex with a doodle, he's infected in some. It's like I again, they don't even come close to contemplating. They, they what really, it means. they really don't. Um, There's like four different ways you could take it. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so there, there's that whole story. And then, of course, Brad Pitt, he goes in after them once they do cross over to bring her back because the whole fate of the universe, uh, relies on her not getting, if she gets the spike and oh, gets... Nobody getting the spike, yeah. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, I think I get a mute button with the new software because I don't have, <laughs> I don't have, I don't have one with any of this stuff. I hope so. <laughs> uh, um, the spike the spike yes so she gets it she will uh, destroy the fabric of space and time I don't know how it's a fucking cartoon I, I don't know well they kind of, that I thought was pretty obvious I mean it's like she's in that universe and then there's the real world so the fact that they can go in and out so seamlessly isn't really explained either they just kind of do it Right, they, they, they. The fact that uh, she brings Jack in so easily, it just isn't even really explained. Here, I'm gonna take a second to say that the, the main reason for that, and a lot of the ambiguity that that doesn't really gel, is because they spend so little time on the main character that should be the main character of um, uh, Jack. Jack, but they spend a majority of their time instead on this incidental almost almost peripheral character of um frank so frank is elevated to main character status for no real plot reason just because they got the pretty boy is one of our two main actors we had to give him screen time right so they give him all this time that the character does not deserve and so there's no time to develop our main character or what's going on in the main universe even Brad Pitt is pretty much the reason this film sucks balls. Yeah, and the fact that he actually went on to have an, a, an illustrious career but it's after not his this, fault. I'm not saying he's acting bad. It's, I'm it's saying not his fault. But him being in the film. Well, and, I think this goes back to your to your statement of the poor choices that they made. Oh yeah, yeah. You know the the, the poor choice of I'm most most screen time is on Brad Pitt instead of Je uh, Gabriel right. Burns. But the thing is. Brad Pitt was starting to become an up-and-coming actor, so it was probably a studio decision. Oh, no, you definitely. Now, now I want to bring up real quick, because just like with our episode on The Keep, on which is available on YouTube as well as iTunes, um, where you, uh, we got some comments of people like rabidly defending the film, I think uh, if, if we're reviewing a film like Cool World, which is a bad film that also has a weird cult status... Right. We're going to get a lot of negative reviews if we if we're speaking negatively of the film because they're going to go really into the animation aspect of the film. So I think we have to talk a little bit about the animation aspect. Okay. Well, like I was saying earlier, it is signature Bakshi. The whole thing, uh, it, it's that all of his films pre you know prior to this, they are in this movie throughout. They truly are. As well as a couple of direct lifts from uh, Tex Avery. That's right. Uh, the uh, the wolf um, that was one. Mm -hmm. um, they did uh, they did a whole the girl at the end. She was basically Annie uh, from the comic uh, the '40s comics. That was more obvious. Was, was that yeah, earlier but... than '40s? I don't even know, but it's old as shit. So there's that. But you know, the, all the way down to 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 the Bakshi signature, which he didn't invent. Disney did the rotoscoping, uh, but Bakshi really. Aside from Disney, 
Disney was doing that in the 30s, 40s, and a little bit in the 50s. Um, and they kind of stopped doing it as far as like human rotoscoping. But Bakshi was like, yeah, I dig this. I'm going to do this my whole career. <laughs> uh, uh, little Orphan Annie. What year? Origins, 1920s. Jesus. 1924 is when the comic strip started. My God, I had to check because when you when you threw out a random date, I was like, "Nah, I have to check." I said '30s, and I was and I did say, "No, no, no, I, it could you be were earlier." Because you didn't know, that's cool. I didn't know. I didn't know either. I didn't know either, but I was like, "Now I have to know." Twenties. I'm, I'm not. Bla- I'm not claiming superiority on this. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying I looked it up. She does say to drink your Ovaltine. Hey, hey. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, it's obvious. And I'm, I'm not. Bla- I'm not accusing Bakshi of stealing or robbing from Tex Avery. It's almost an homage. This is a guy who grew up watching Tex Avery cartoons. Sure. And this is where he got to. Um, now, you and I discussed What's interesting behind the scene. What? I'm sorry. Uh, where, where you're saying Tex Avery. What's interesting about this, the scene, um, the wolf scene, is he probably would have gotten trouble if his eyes bulged out of his head or his tongue flew out of his mouth. Right. So it's, it's vague. You know what it is. You know it's Avery. But I think that's as far as he could go with it without getting sued. Well, I would have to check too. They might be owned by the same company. I don't even know. It's possible. But I, then, I if, it was, if it was, if it was, I'm sure Bakshi would not have missed an opportunity to do something more. Yeah, I, I honestly don't give a shit either way. <laughs> I'm saying from like that whole like Hollywood. Well, who owns the company? Who gives a shit? I'm talking about the movie. Um, was a lot of te- <laughs> was a lot of Tex Avery stuff MGM. I don't even know. I, I, I'm saying I don't know. I never pay attention to that part. I just go into the cartoon. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about the line. I came to see Droopy. Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. I, I fucking love so, Droopy Dog. Oh man. But that's the thing. I've never I've never been obsessed with the behind the scenes stuff of Hollywood to an extent where it's like, oh, an MGM battle. This is that. Yeah, I'm watching movies. I'm looking at that. I, I'm I'm less of a historical uh, context uh, reviewer. I'm more of a uh, just strictly the film what's on the screen uh i don't go into the background as much except when it's fun right so i, I don't I, give a shit you know if they, but i'm, I'm just saying they, they i might agree right i i, so I don't was I saying? um you were saying an homage back to uh avery oh, back, and we're talking about back she's our animation yeah, yes yeah you and i were talking about back she beforehand uh, you and i both have our past experiences growing up and watching this kind of stuff with back yeah, I, and I think to this day, per, my favorite... No, it, it is my favorite Bakshi film, is Fire and Ice. Uh, uh-huh. with, uh, mainly because of my, my love for Frank Frazetta. Um, right. His artwork is amazing. And when after he had his stroke and he couldn't use his right hand, he had to uh, do all of his artwork with his left. There's, it's so unique because, you know, he did never did artwork with his left hand, but then he started to because he had to. It's still amazing, but it it it's like it's like dude. a it's like a different person was doing it, even though it was the same person. It's dude. it's truly astonishing. Frazetta, not only would I say you can't find anybody who doesn't like Frazetta art, I guarantee fifty percent of Frazetta's fans don't even know Frazetta did it. Probably. That's how prevalent his artwork is. Yeah. Right. Uh, you you've if, if you've never noticed it, you've seen his art. Even if we we talk about like. Uh, the vacation po- movie poster. That's right. Well, no, that's Boris. Isn't that Boris? I thought it was a copy of Frazetta, though. 
No, I think the vacation and the Death Stalker, all those posters, uh, those are that's Boris. Right. Okay, same thing applies though. <laughs> same thing applies. Does I it? don't want to hear it. If you even though if you know if you, even if you don't know who Fred Zeta is, you've seen his art. It, he's like Geiger, absolutely. He's like Geiger. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even if you don't know who the fuck Geiger is, you've seen his art. You, you can't help it. I mean, and his influence. It's a part of our culture. His influence. Uh, I mean, obviously. He's, yeah. He's the reason why the aliens in Alien look the way they do. That was H.R. Geiger. That was all him. That's what I'm saying. Frenzetta has 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 a has a definite impact on the culture as a whole. Absolutely. He's not just a person who did art. He has influenced so many people in our media that his style became a part of our culture. Yep. You know, and back he's one of those people. I will say that too. Like uh, Ren and Stimpy. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. I got that name right. Going up there, um, <laughs> Bakshi is a strong influence on all of those people. They are homaging Bakshi. Absolutely. He, Bakshi was the. And here's what I'm going to say about Bakshi because this is a little apologize for me not liking a lot of this stuff. Bakshi was ahead of his time, and he, he got he, he, and he had a lot of struggles because he was ahead of his time. Well, I mean, Fritz the Cat. When did that come out? Seventy two was X rated. During the seventies. And like into the eighties, he was ahead of his time. Yeah. But just because you're the head of your time doesn't mean you're the best at what you were ahead of. That's also true. Um, so take that with a grain of salt. He like the shit he did in the past was like no one else is doing it. No one else is doing it so well. Maybe because no one else wanted to do it so well. That's debatable. That comes up with the point. But so I'm not. I'm not dissing any of his stuff up to maybe Lord of the Rings that I don't I think is highly overrated. Right. Uh, oh, Hobbit. Sorry. Whatever. Um, which one? No, it was Fellowship of No uh, Lord of the Rings. It was just the Lord of the Rings. Uh, but which he's the Hobbit too. He he didn't do the Hobbit. Who did the Hobbit? No, nah, that was like like seventies TV movie. He did the Lord of the Rings, which is okay. the Fellowship of the Ring and the Two Towers. Then they ran out of money. They what's never the got. The to... What's the one he did the rotoscoping on? Lord of the Rings. I could have sworn it was like he did this, a second film that had the rotoscoping. I didn't know it was the same thing. The goblins, where there were people, where he just drew over them. It's Lord of the Rings. Is it okay? Yeah. I yeah, thought yeah. that was a different film. Yeah, no. Yeah, what happened was um, they did the Hobbit. In he did or they did? No, no, no. It wasn't him. Okay. Uh, it, it, because you can tell it's very, very, dis gonna, it's very, di very distinct. It was a TV movie. Um, it was a TV film. I think it came out in like 74 or some shit like that. Uh, 75 and they did the Hobbit and it was successful. It was TV. It was very folk song. They had a lot of folk songs. You know, the books have that. Um, it was very, um, like minstrel, uh, okay. esque and that was the Hobbit. And then they approached Bakshi okay. to do a theatrical release for all three uh, films, Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, and The Return of the King. And he they ran out of money. So they were only able to do a Fellowship of the Ring, and they didn't even do all of the Two Towers. It, they just right. ran out of money, and the film kind of ends abruptly. It just... I think that they ended it because they thought they were going to get more money to continue it. And, and put Return of the King in there. And they never did. They just did another TV movie for Return of the King like they did with The Hobbit. 
the same people that did the Hobbit did right. Return of the King. So, so, so uh, just to reiterate, yeah. everything he did, we're talking Fritz the Cat, Heavy Traffic, Coonskin, Wizards, Lord of the Ring, American Pop, Hey Good Looking, which he had trouble with the studios. He ran out of money with that one, too, right. uh, before it came out. And then finally, Fire and Ice. The fact that Fire and Ice Wizards. is probably the last real thing he did, Wizards. and the fact that he had another artist doing it with him. Right. Yeah. You forgot Wizards. That was like a big... No, I, 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 I said it, but I said it fast. Oh, I'm sorry. I said Coonskin, Wizards, so I I, Fine. I, sorry. I, I, I burned through it pretty quickly just because I wanted to get to the main point. Is that I, I really think he probably peaked somewhere in there. I don't know where. I think he peaked at Fire and Ice. Uh, well, but then again, that's him collaborating with another artist. It's almost like, hey, I can't do this alone. I mean, take it however you well, want. Well, he was uh, he was also honestly he was also good say, friends with Frazetta, and he wanted to I, collaborate with him. So I think I it, a little say, of a bit of column A, little column B. I want to say he peaked around Lord of the, uh, between Wizards, Lord of the Rings, and American Pop. I think those three films are like his peak, and everything else after that was, I have nowhere else to go. I, I'm not improved. I, I, there's nothing else I can improve upon in my art. Yeah, and you know what's interesting? Which is not a bad thing. If we're going to talk about artists and, and, and things like that, it's like where he stopped, Don Bluth pretty much started. And that's why he hates Don Bluth. <laughs> <laughs> he is not like Don Bluth. No, 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 no. I'm sure he doesn't. <laughs> but uh, everything that, uh, pretty much how Bakshi ended, Don Bluth pretty much took over. But 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 again, Don Bluth is the antithesis, antithesis of... Um, Bakshi. Bakshi, yep. Bakshi is, is like adult, coarse, controversial, and Bluth is like, I can do all the animal it's, critters. It's like Tesla and Edison uh, <laughs> <laughs> back yeah, in the which, day. Which is which, though? Which one's. Well, uh, Edison, from, from what I've read, Edison was, he'd sit there. Think, trying to think of inventions, and he'd get them and he'd do them and they'd be good, I, but he would I'd like. Switch. What? I would switch them. I, I would say they're like Tesla and Edison. If Ed, if Edison uh, had gotten stolen from by Tesla, uh, well, yeah, sure, or like Marconi and uh, Alexander Graham Bell, like Marconi supposedly uh, he invented the the phone, but Graham I'm Bell say, got but credit. But reverse it. But reverse it. Well, I heard Make that it. I heard that Edison was successful, more successful than Tesla, but worked harder because he wasn't as talented as Tesla. Tesla would just be able to. It was like effortless oh, for don't, Tesla. Don't don't even yeah exactly. So that's why Edison was stupid. <laughs> don't 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 start defending Edison because it's I'm not, not going to work here. No 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 I'm I, not. No 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 no. I all I'm saying is that Edison was more successful because he hurt himself because he was trying so hard. Whereas Tesla was successful but went mad. But it was effortless because he that's was so like fucking saying, crazy. That's like saying hey the short guy lost a marathon but that's because he had more steps. Uh, fuck that. Fuck that guy. Yeah, um, fuck short people. Fuck them. Uh, uh, compare, to technically, compared to you, and, and, I'm, and, a short, and, I'm a short person, even though I'm like only two and a half inches shorter. No, no, no. Anything under five foot eight is short, just for your right? oh. <laughs> just In case you didn't, weren't sure. If you're under five foot eight, you're short. You're short. <laughs> I, I had to set a line there if I'm going to say shit like that. Okay, okay. Oh, un unless you're a girl. In that case, anything under five feet. Yeah, okay, I'll agree with that. All right, cool. Uh, but uh, so but anyhow, wait, yeah, Don Bluth pretty much took over where Bakshi left off, um, and uh, but, but he did though. When you say that, it was like he sure continued. He did. No, 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 no. When you say Bluth took over for Bakshi, what you kind of imply is 
Blues did what Bakshi did. Neither of them, everything no. they did was exactly all, the opposite. All I'm saying is, as far as... Um, Luth succeeded where Bakshi didn't. Well, that, well, okay. All I'm saying is that Bakshi was in the animation, you know, that was his career, animation. Right. And, so was Bluth. And so was Bluth. But what I'm saying is Bakshi, he, beca- he became unpopular, or his fame kind of waned, and Don Here. Bluth skyrocketed. Not, let me, not let me doing this way. Just doing animation, not doing the same type of animation. I think if I put it this way, you'll, you'll totally agree with me. Okay. My argument would be is Bluth did what Bakshi could never do. Bakshi became popular because he was an underground art, artist. He was yeah. an underground animator. Yes. What The one thing Bakshi was never able to do, and Cool World proves this, he was, he was never able to come up from the underground and do something marketable for the mainstream. But yeah. Bakshi was not capable of doing anything mainstream. And before you say it, Lord of the Rings is not fucking mainstream in no, 1980. Not even hey, even <laughs> fire even, e- even fire and ice was not mainstream. No, well less so than Lord of the Rings. But I'm saying that's the bit Bakshi was just never able to climb out of the underground. He everything he still wanted to do everything the even Frank Miller. <laughs> you know, ra- raised the bar a bit. Not to compare, but that—that's what—that's what killed Bakshi, and that's my only real complaint about him is that Cool World fails because of that. Right. I mean, and you and you talk about them trying to do um, uh, 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 do any kind of advertising for this. I don't know if you remember, but back when this film was released, I think it was released in 1992 or 91. Um, they took the Hollywood sign mm-hmm. in Hollywood, California, and they put Hollywood on it. I remember that as an advertising uh, uh, ploy. And I always thought I was like, "How the fuck did they do that?" I mean, how, not the how did they do it, but how did they get that approved? And somehow, somebody with a lot of pull got it done. So, um, okay, so back in the day. The film well, came out well, in well, 1992. The important part of that story is that they did that and they, they covered, they put Hollywood up at the end of that. But, and uh, I think they didn't have to pay anything officially, but they gave donations to certain, like the park services and stuff. Right. But uh, what happened was the people that live in California, in Hollywood complained because they, they said it ruined the national, uh, like a, a, a landmark, what have you, and they got it taken down. Oh, yeah. So I, it, actually, it actually became negative press. Yeah. It's like, not a good idea. Yeah, you thought you were being clever, you pissed people off. Yeah, I mean, the film only lasted, I think, a month or two in the theaters. Uh, it, only made, it only made $14 million. Good. Five it million. deserve more than that. Yeah, it made, it made $14 million. It made $5 million in the foreign market, so it made $19 million. Um, I'm actually looking up what the budget was, but... I mean, how much money did they give Bakshi to do this? More money than he's ever had to make a movie in his life. Probably, yeah. But he, but he really had real well, live actors. So true, and and none of the actors in here, even Gabriel Byrne, they uh, wow, the movie cost thirty million. Oh. <laughs> Holy shit! How how much of that was the was Brad Pitt and uh, Gabriel Byrne's salary? See, here's Honestly. the thing. I don't think they were getting paid that much. Brad Pitt hadn't even done... Uh, 
well actually he fil- uh vampire um uh oh what the fuck was it uh, the vampire movie he did Lestat Interview with the Vampire fuck. Yeah Interview with the Vampire That came out the same year 92 um and that's when he really went through the roof fame wise So he did this right after he did uh what the fuck was that movie he did Johnny something with the crazy ass hair Johnny Swade Johnny Swade so. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, before Cool World, the biggest thing he was in was Thelma and Louise, and that which, wasn't a splattering role. Which was a bit part, and then before that, yeah. he, did, he did that cheesy slasher movie, uh, the high school movie. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'll get it. I'll look it up. High school movie? Yeah, he's a high school student. He's with um, the, the love interest, uh, and then they're... I you talking about California for a second. Not California. Said, uh, not California. No, that's later. That's like, that's like two years from now. Uh, from from uh, Cool World. One year from Cool World. Yeah, he did a film in the early 90s where him and another girl, they're high school students, and there's another high school student who's a bad apple, and he turns out to be like a serial killer. He starts I killing. found it. Across the tracks? Is that what it is? I don't know. I'm looking up some random uh, films because you don't know what the hell you're talking about. I do know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Is it made for TV? No, it was theatrical. I'll get it for they you. Were, they were young, in love, and wanted for murder. Nope. Is that it? No. Uh, the poster, if it has a poster, it's like blue. I remember uh, it being like blue and yellow. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Really? Cut, it's called Cutting Class. Wow, my fucking good. The poster is blue and yellow. Got class. And it came out in 1989. I thought it was early 90s. It's 1989. I wonder if I saw this when it was out. Yeah, the film, it's got Brad Pitt. I forget the girl. Um, and the one guy that's the serial killer, I remember. Jill Sholin? Sholin? Oh, I don't know. Roddy McDowell's in it. Oh, jeez. As Mr. Dante. Oh, we're, we're stretching the metaphors real thin on this one. Yeah. So, uh, his name is the the uh, the one character he's he's like in the principal's office and she gives him like an ultim an ultimatum and he just basically looks at her and goes I'd rather suck donkey dick <laughs> really you never saw that movie I don't know it's like it's, it's one of those things I'm looking at the cover I'm like maybe I watch it's 92 so the uh, 89 is when the film came out yeah. so there's a good chance I might have seen it at least once on cable without even knowing it well I'll tell I'll tell you what. If this was a challenge, if Cool World was your challenge to me, you would be getting cutting class. And I'm going to look it up because I, I need to know if I know this film now. This is this is like a uh, a this was, um, this was mega a cin- force moment where yeah. I'm like, do I know this film? This was a Cinemax special. This was played on Cinemax. That's what I'm saying. I had Cinemax. Cr- it was played on Cinemax all the time. I, I'm going to get a copy of this. I, I, I'm going to find out. I, we, we we will follow up on this because I really don't know if I know this film or not. Um, but anyway. Uh, where were we in the film? Oh, we were talking about the animation, and we, we were talking about the animation. Too. We were talking about Bakshi kind of peaking now, at, uh, before Fire and Ice. So let's talk. Yeah, so I, I was leading into the actual film. Let's talk a bit about the anim. Since this is an animated feature, at least part of the time, uh-huh. let's talk about the animation. Yeah, let's do that. What's your What's your feelings on it? Um. Never really being a huge fan of Bakshi's animation and the fact that it is signature Bakshi, I'm just kind of middle of the road with it. 
What? <laughs> it, it, believe right. me, there's nothing that blows me away by any of the animation. Um, <laughs> other than the fact that it, it is signature Bakshi, so you you can watch this movie ten times and you can see little different things like happening in the background. But but can I can I say that that now there's two ways to put that. Yeah. Like when you when you say that at first it's like oh this is the kind of film that has like layers and layers and you have to watch it over and over no. again. No, no. What no. happened is Bakshi like, threw so much shit at the fucking screen. <laughs> that there's just chaos happening at any given moment that has nothing to do with anything and you might not see something because it's all happening stupidly at the wrong times. Like there's a scene when they walk into the club for the first time. This is uh, Jack and Holly, Hollywood. Um, I'm pretty sure one of the characters is getting a blowjob. Possibly. I, I'm pretty sure he's getting a blowjob because he's kind of humping at the wall and then they all turn around and there's this little guy that comes around like his leg and it's like, yo, he was getting getting a blowjob. Let, let me put it this way. Uh, it's so quick first, and subtle. It's like, yeah, you, you're going to keep, your, right, P, no, you're no, gonna no, keep no, your PG-13. Right. If there are, if there are oh, probably maybe 10 or 12 words you are not allowed to use when describing Ralph Bakshi art, one of them is subtle. <laughs> Subtle does not come into the Bakshi universe. The fact that it's called Cool World and it takes place in a place called Cool World should tell you that. Okay. <laughs> now, um, yes. The, the animation that happens while people are talking is almost like I, I really feel like there was a first cut of the film, and then whoever's watching it or test audience was like. Yeah, there's this is boring. There's not enough happening, and so they just said, "Bat, you know, Bakshi, back, whatever." We just need some random shit to happen. So that's why you, you'll have a scene where where two characters are talking, and then like just out of nowhere, uh, an, uh, a sketch skull will go, <laughs> and no one reacts to it. Nothing happens. It's just, and this yeah. happens all throughout the film. Right, and they even go get to the point of where. Um not even the skull they have uh every artist that learns to draw or does any kind of real stylized drawing learns how to draw bodies um it, like almost like in a sculptor like manner like there's things like that that are throughout like just black and white pencil drawings just floating in through the screen it's like what the fuck now, is this right and there's two ways you can take that you can say, oh, what they're doing there is saying that since this is doodle land, anything you draw, even like a doodle on a napkin, right. you know, would kind of come into here. So these are like these are these are like drawings or doodles that people have done that aren't fully formed. So that's why they don't have any real substance. That's the thinking person's part of the you know yeah. movie. That's that's if you're high watching this and trying to rationalize why you're seeing random shit. The reality is they just said, hey, these things are too boring. We need just like. You know what? You I can see Bakshi like a veteran animator talking to like the studio heads at Universal, uh, Universal, right? Uh, Paramount. Paramount, same thing. Um, talking <laughs> to heads. Well, you, you know see, what? Universal doesn't flag; they just monetize us. <laughs> so <laughs> and you, you could almost see the studio heads like looking at charts and talking to fucking Kim Basinger, who shouldn't open her fucking mouth ever. No, Thank you very much. No. Uh, and Nine like, and a half weeks oh, yeah. is pretty much where it should have. And she won an Oscar for L well, uh, for L.A. Um, L.A. Confidential. L.A. Confidential. Well, she didn't do anything in. She really yeah. didn't do much in that. Let me, let me before I lose my track because I have somewhere else I, I would go with that. Yeah. Um, 
I can almost see Bakshi talking to these people and like, yeah, I see we did the test audiences and they say the scene's too boring. So that's a scene where two characters are talking. It's like, yeah, we need stuff. Just like put more animation and we need stuff in the background. But there's nothing happening in the scene. It's a dialogue scene. Like, yeah, no, no, it's put stuff. Fine, I'll put fucking stuff in there. All right? Yeah, I'll put <laughs> fucking stuff in there. Fine, fine. And, and that's why, like, and even the crowd scenes where you'd think there'd be like layers of stuff that made sense, it's almost like he's like, oh, they want people? Fine. I'm going to put a kid sucking on an anvil. There. Fine. You got that? That's in the fucking foreground. What does that have to do with anything? Nothing. I'm just fucking drawing it. Fuck you. <laughs> and the big thing is, and you know, I, I feel for Bakshi because you, you look into the history of it. Here's a guy who's underground. And, and this is the big thing. This is where Bakshi fails as an artist, and it, I'm not blaming the film on him entirely. But what happens is he, he gets he's – he's an underground artist who gets a mainstream gig, Paramount, Kim Basinger, uh, Brad Pitt, Gabriel Byrne. You're, you're fucking mainstream. This is the most mainstream you've ever been in your fucking life. This is winning the lottery for artists. You know, yep. so yeah. Fuck whatever the fact. Oh, I'm an artist. Yeah, great. You, and you're artist, and you're not making as much money as you could if you're sucking these people's cock. So you're up here, and they, what happens is Kim, he starts making this film, and then Kay, Kim Basinger, who's an idiot, <laughs> starts talking to Paramount, and then they they gang up on him and say, "Hey, you know, we're thinking more." And Kim thinks uh, the one thing I saw that I really like is like apparently Kim comes up to her during probably during a meeting and says. I would like Cool World to be this kind of film that I could like take into a school and and show children. And Bashy kind of looks at her and goes, "You know, I hate to say I hate to hear you say that because that's not what I'm making. Why didn't you come to me with this before we started filming? We're halfway through production. That's not the film I'm doing." And Paramount kind of said, "Well, guess what? It is now." <laughs> and and his vision. If you watch any Bakshi up until this point, his vision was a lot darker. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've seen some people compare it to Sin City. No fucking way. Sorry. No. <laughs> you take anything of Bakshi's in the past and say, oh, and it's like Sin City. No. I don't buy that shit, to say the least. But um, he had a much darker vision. It was more you know, gritty like anything else he'd done before. And he's like, wow, I'm finally getting this in the mainstream. And then the mainstream said, no, we just want your goofy animation. Yeah, and we're giving you $30 million, so you're going to do what we tell you. You Yeah, it's not your film anymore. Did anybody tell you? And I, I think that's why he, they say he stopped making film because like, he was depressed because they weren't making money. Him actually working with mainstream people and realizing that he, he, that he has to submit, he was like, well, I can't do that. What he and should... Yeah, what he... It, See, I don't. He, I, it's like a positive and a negative. I'm not totally. No, tra no, no, I'm not no. trashing Bakshi. I think he would be more successful in this market now. Well, it's a new market. Yeah, I mean, he could, well, but only because he could do more underground stuff because the budgets are there now for underground. Right. But you're talking back in the day where underground meant you don't make money. Underground makes money now. There's no real underground anymore. No. Because you can monetize. You can fucking monetize uh, PewDiePie. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like like the underground is mainstream now. No budget no budget negative budget, low budget, streaming, random people doing stupid shit is the big money maker now because yeah. of the the thing is everything's changed. The structure of the media, media entertainment has changed. So Bakshi if Bakshi started now, but he doesn't understand, even understand the concept of what's happening now. They could give him. He was ahead. He was ahead of his time. I give you that, and he was good at, his, at being ahead of his time. But time passed him, and he never kept up. Right. Um, it. 
if they gave him the same amount of money now, they gave him thirty dollar thirty million dollars now to make something. He would he no, he wouldn't do it. No, I'm just saying he if he wanted to, he could. He could do the film that he wanted, make it as dark as he wanted, and even if it didn't make money back theatrically, it's gonna make but, money everywhere else. Wait, here's the thing with the underground artists though. The only reason the underground artists exist is to push the envelope. If there's no envelope, you don't have an underground artist. That's why people like Bakshi like kind of dabble in there and they come back when people like, oh, I grew up on your stuff and I was influenced, rightfully so. It's like, oh, cool, I'll come on to this show and do stuff. I mean, he's done – I'm not saying he hasn't worked since then, but he's he's done nothing any, like he did back in those days because there's no need for him anymore. And there's – when the artist has nothing to rebel against, for some artists, that's all there is. What? I really – I mean, you look at Bakshi's past stuff. It's – full right. rebellion you know sex drugs everything on the screen oh yeah. you know coming through the 70s where everybody was doing that you know trying to rebel which doesn't make it mainstream but now let me let me ask you this um since yes. you have his resume up in front of you well i don't i don't i'm, I'm just going off of memory i'm sorry i uh, was can, I, can you pull what? up his resume real quick I've, I've got i've got imdb i can't All right. yeah, i'm curious I'm, I what he, what he did directing wise uh not just anything directing wise leading up to this after Fire and Ice. And what has he done since this? Because I have a feeling right. there's two huge gaps, and that's after Fire and Ice and after this. Okay, all right. So all the films I've read a lot before. Uh, let's start from Fritz the Cat, because that's his big breakout, I think. Okay. I could be wrong. I'm not, you know. What did he do uh, before Fritz? Fritz? Uh, there's a bunch of stuff that he directed, but, yeah. you know, there's probably most likely shorts. But yeah, uh, so between 1971 and 1978, he does Fritz the Cat, okay. Heavy Track it, Traffic, Coonskin, Wizards, and then Lord of the Rings in 78. Okay. Now, after 78, uh, between 81 and 83, he has American Pop, Hey, Good Looking, Fire and Ice. Got it. Now, from 83, um, he's got a bunch of TV stuff he did until 1992. So we're talking almost 10 years before his next film. That's, that he what, direct that's is, what I we're thought. We're talking directing. We're talking directing. That's all I was talking about. I thought, yeah. I, I, I'm guessing that there was a there's huge a ten, gap all, after a, Fire and Ice a, and after Cool World. There's like a 10-year, almost a 10-year gap between Fire Ice and Cool World. Right. And then after Cool World, as far as anything that's not TV related, uh, TV, 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 uh, Babe, He Calls Me in 97. Uh, which looks like a short. I don't. I don't. So he hasn't done a feature film of any kind, animation or uh, live action, since Cool World. No, the the uh, his last three credits are Malcolm and Melvin, nineteen ninety seven, uh, which I'm assuming is a short, uh, eight minutes long, right? Okay. Then uh, trickle trick trick uh, trickle dickle down. That's a hard one, especially when you get Echo, and that was only a two minute short. And then 2015, he directed Last Days of Coney Island. That was a thing he was working on for a while. Um, and that's a 22-minute short. And that was, for a while, that was, that was like in the background for years, that was his next big project. It's a 22-minute thing he did. Oh, it's, wow. not even a full, it's not even a full range, uh, full-length feature. I'd be interested to see that because that's his first real thing in 20 years. I 20, think a lot 25 of years. I, I My God, just, this movie's wait, 25 years old. Yeah, but I'm saying, I, I just think he was important when he was, and then he wasn't. And that's just how it happens. And Cool World was one of those indicators that 
<laughs> this is not your world anymore. So do you think he burned some bridges with this movie? And that's no, why he I, really I don't hasn't worked? So. I, I, I don't think he burned bridges. I think he just gave up. I, I honestly think the clashing with the studio was like, I can't do this. This is not my world. And I think he just like said, fuck it. Uh, that's, yeah, okay. I mean, I can I don't, buy I don't, that. All right, I don't know him. I, all I know is bits and pieces of history, but I really get that feeling. It was just like, and I, I can see it. And I understand it too. You know, here's an underground guy, and he was forced to go mainstream. Not even like, like, oh, I have to do this against his will. His project was taken from him and turned into pablum, and. <sighs> I, I think it broke him. I think he said, "You know what? I've I've, <laughs> I've been working for so long. I, let me just relax a bit." Oh, you know what's interesting? Okay, here's the scene in the film where Brad Pitt is going back to the real world. Uh huh. And well, we're that right already. Yeah, and now, yeah, the, the movie's talking. the movie's almost over. Oh um, Jesus! There's like 20 minutes left in the film. What I do like about this is when he goes back, he's fucked up. Like he's all scraped up, his suit's all fucked up from the second he left. Now here, here's here's where I had this like. I actually thought, liked that. Uh, yeah, but but here's me like thinking, okay, it comes full circle. Now we find out he was shot, and there's the mystery of why he was shot. And this is going to come back to whoever owns the hotel, Mr. Big. It actually wasn't mistaken. It was like the guy that got in a crash with it shot him because he was afraid of getting caught. Something, anything, anything that would give a link or have a reason to even do that. Right. None. I it, nothing there. I and maybe I'm asking too much of a cartoon, which is what this film is. Now, what do you, uh, you have any thoughts on the uh, artistry or the cinematic aspect where they uh, had the live scenes where they would just do like cardboard cutouts behind them, and, like weird uh, um, angles, and like the doors would slide open and they were just like cardboard. Well, I this is what I think. I th and and I don't know if this is the if this is true or if it was more or less expensive. I kind of think I the the feeling that I got when I saw it was that was a an inexpensive way to add some depth to you know uh, this world that they were in. It's like okay, it's it's one less thing we need to animate. Mm -hmm. um, that's what well, I kind of took it as, and I think it works. I think it works uh, pretty well. Um, but I, I think not that they were cutting corners, but it's like, well, if we do all this, like this, uh, foreground and background stuff where it's cardboard cutouts and whatnot, and we do it strategically, it's a lot less stuff we need to animate. That's how but, I took it. Right. But here's the problem. If this had been a situation where who framed Roger Rabbit and Cool World came out at the same time, then we can make the argument of, well, you know, they found out who, who framed Roger Rabbit, this huge undertaking. Uh, came out uh, is underway. This huge film. We need to capitalize on this. You know how it works. So they said, let's let's come up with a similar idea. Hey, who's a famous ca cartoonist we can get cheap? Oh, Bakshi. He's not working. So they get him and they get him involved in this because they're trying to beat Roger Rabbit to come out and be the first one out and say, hey, this is our stuff. That would be the that would make so much fucking sense. If right. this hadn't come out four years after Roger Rabbit. Right. This isn't like it isn't like they tried to match technologies and failed. They came out four years after a film that revolutionized 
showing human actors interacting with cartoons. Right. Four years later, and they came out with something that looks like should have been done ten years before. That's right. And 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 the human and animation, the the doodle interaction was horrible. Like when Insanely. Brad Pitt, when Brad Pitt's putting his arm around his girl uh, Lynetta or oh. whatever her name is, it's like, it's like Brad, just kind of put your arm in the general direction, you know, of where it's going to be, and they probably lifted his arms okay just keep it at this length when you do it and just keep it there and just don't you know and then we'll fi we'll figure it out we'll we'll put oh. it in like when he and smokes a cigarette in one shot he smokes a cigarette right and he blows smoke or they animate smoke and then the next shot is he just kind of does like that where he's blowing smoke and nothing happens it's just like here, they didn't even do that right here, here, here here's the thing for the first ten or fifteen minutes of the film, whenever there's interaction between like Brad Pitt and the and the Doodles, right? They, they any interaction happens off screen. It's like oh, you know, like there's like I can't even name them 100 percent. Like things like picking up the phone and dropping it and things like that it happens off screen most of it, right? Yeah. And, and like I'm watching and you notice it right away because it's so it's so blunt. It's not even well done. And like they're showing they're not showing it because they can't animate it. I get that, but then. It's like later they said like, well, fuck it, let's just try animating it. And no, it's no better. You should do it off screen. Why is he like like if you can't have show him a hand or something? Why would you have him put his arm around her? <laughs> can't someone rewrite the reblock the scene where he's not holding his arm awkwardly out, trying to guess where she'd be, and then having cheap animators like not fill it in properly? Yeah, I. It's just it, it, it's obvious they had no budget, and but again, all of this would be almost forgivable if they were rushing a low budget copy of Roger Rabbit as it was coming out. Right. This is four years after. You look at what Roger Rabbit did, and you say, "Do we even want to try this?" <laughs> really? It's like Transformers comes out, and you want to do your thing, but you don't have a CGI budget at all, and you actually have to put people in costumes with like things moving and shit. <laughs> it's like no, well, it's like doing Godzilla. The, in the in the monster suit after the CGI Godzilla, <laughs> they did it's that. Like, they actually did. Well, I mean, it came from Japan, but they did that. Oh, I, I just got a copy of. It. I haven't watched it yet. Not, Not that one. We're talking about the one with Matthew Broderick with the CGI Godzilla. Like a year later, not even a year later, a few months later, um, they uh, Japan did uh, regular Godzilla with the the rubber suit. <laughs> And it was so much better. It was better. It was so much better. Yeah, you can't go backwards. With I think that it was shit. called. Uh, I think it was called uh, Godzilla Two Thousand. Except for that one moment, you can't go backwards with this shit. No, you you can't take innovation backwards. Uh, I mean, but 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 that wasn't even backwards. That was rebelling. It wasn't like it wasn't. It was, think of it this way. Think if if Godzilla Godzilla Matthew Broderick came out, and then Japan said, "Oh yeah, we're gonna do this." But with the CGI you had back in the late '90s, <laughs> or the early late '80s, like early '90s when it was first starting. So what? Why would you? And like it would almost be like him in front of a green screen shit, and like the animation would look like uh, like Cool World. It would be that bad. <laughs> That's it's like, it, why are we why are we doing a throwback to this? You can't go backwards with the technology, and that's what Cool World did. It's all right. R Roger Rabbit perfected it, so let's just go back and do it the way we were doing ten years before Roger Rabbit. Right. That's a great idea. Let's get Brad Pitt. And then the the daughter in the movie, she's obviously in love with uh, Jack. She's a daughter. She's the daughter. Yeah. I didn't realize she was the daughter. I thought they were just neighbors. No, they're just neighbors. 
No, she calls the other lady mom. I, but I think that's because they were lesbian lovers. I thought. <laughs> oh, no, uh, no. What? I believe all the young kids that are running right. around are her brothers and okay. sisters. But but not but not Gabriel Burns' sister. No, no, no. His, just neighbor. his neighbors across Thank you. the street. Okay. All right, yeah, thank you. But that's, she keeps she smart. like on more than one occasion she um she she comes over and uh, when Brad Pitt crosses over, uh, they borrow her car and she drives them to where this spike is presumably uh, going to be where Hollywood is trying to get it. And of course, you know when she thinks Jack is dead, she doesn't know it. She just starts crying. It's like, why are you crying? You don't even know him. Yeah, it's like, like poor it character arcs. The, the neighbors, they introduce them and they have they have enough screen time where you have to give them some kind of arc. And however minor it is, she's there at the big at the ending. It, it's it's so 80s. It's so 80s. It's like so 80s like comedy and it, it just shows how back she was not able to get beyond that. He's making no. a film that would have been perfectly acceptable in the 80s. It's 1990, 92. Yep. It's not there. I, I, I think it, it's like, and I think he knew that. Think about it this way. It's not even like, like he had to like uh, change his vision. I think he realized at a certain point that he was like a prisoner of the budget and the studio, what they would allow. And so you've got him shooting these atrocious scenes and it's not, it's like, this is the best I can do under this situation. In this situation, what I've got that this is the best I can do. Because they want this, and this is what I can do. <laughs> yeah. And, and and then you're the reason the film sucks. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Uh, earlier no. earlier in the movie, they um, Brad Pitt he climbs up a building uh, with <laughs> uh, with his uh, sidekick or his uh, deputy or whatever the fuck he is nails, and uh-huh. uh, he 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 says, "Oh man, I hate heights." You know, they do kind of imply a little bit that he's afraid of heights. And then later on in the movie, the climax, he's climbing up a building, or he's at the the top of a building. And um, when I saw it earlier in the film, and I didn't remember, I'm like, oh, did they play on this a little bit? And then they don't. No, no. That that, that would involve foresight and foreshadowing and all those cool things that happen in a real screenplay. This doesn't do it. And speaking of, like, lack of... Forget the fact that Brad Pitt has too much screen time and Gabriel Byrne has not enough screen time. Let's talk about the female lead of this film. Kim Basinger. Yeah, what the fuck is up with her with Hollywood? She's I don't know. She's She's uh, like, she's like the 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 it's like she's the only female character they throw in fucking Brad Pitt's girlfriend, but no one paying attention. How, you know, Kim Basinger's Hollywood is the character and it's just this weird mild double cross goofy chick and there's there's never any real cohesion to it no and and it just gets kind of when she comes to the real world it just becomes kind of ludicrous because the way she acts in the real world she never acted like that in the in the doodle world yeah it was it was uh, it was almost like it was almost like she she was suffering from like dementia <laughs> it, it, it's like she. It's, it's, it's so. It's 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 like it's like back. She said, "Listen, just pretend you're a different person." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's how that's how blatant it is. It's like she never acted this goofy in the fucking cool world. No, and when when she confronts uh, Whiskers and she finds out he's she, he's a doodle, she's like, "You're you're a d- 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 uh, d- you're a d- 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 doodle." It's like, wh- what the fuck? It, it's I, it's almost like. 
they had well nowadays it's uh, when when any actor does any kind of reads for an animated film they don't even see the other actors they that's why films like Fantastic Mr. Fox they the approach that they had was was um, I don't even want to say revolutionary but they never really did it all of the actors were around each other when they did those lines and it made it very it, it, organic it, yeah, yeah organic and the chemistry felt it felt better um it, it was i, I liked because you know i watched a lot of behind the scenes for it and i was like this is a really like and uh, rango they did the same thing uh gore verbinski did the same thing in rango mm-hmm. where they were all together um and they acted those scenes out so it, it, it was i believe maybe i'm getting the two mixed up maybe it was rango they did it but um i, I could swear they did it in both of those movies uh-huh. So anyhow, um, back then, it's almost like they said, listen, uh, we need you to read these lines for the movie. And she did. And then when she was actually acting in the film, uh, she just, it's like how you mentioned, it's like back she might have said, uh, you know, do it goofy. <laughs> <laughs> well, but also, I, I can I guarantee you that like it's, it's not like she's rotoscoped in those scenes. I don't think. Can be. I, I haven't read much about the making of Cool World, as neither has most people. Uh, I would. I would. I wouldn't be surprised if she's not rotoscoped. I wouldn't be surprised if she wasn't involved with any of the previous stuff instead of reading lines, like you just said. She just read and then lines back, she, and then like animates came, the character in, yeah. and then and, she just came then, in to do live action stuff. And then they get it alive, and it's like, well, I was just reading those lines. It wasn't acting. It's a different thing. It's I wasn't. I wasn't being the character till now. I don't know. It's just, there's, a, there's a huge disconnect between those. Just like there's a huge disconnect between Brad Pitt and, and the um, the character that co- when he becomes a tune. Oh, oh spoiler okay. alert. Yeah, doodle. And you know what's terrible about that scene when Hollywood throws him off the building? It, it was one of those things, because they're, the, the, they're on the balcony, and she asks him to, uh, to help her, and he does. And then she throws him off, and she's kind of like, hmm. She kind of, hmm. And she's going to climb up to get the spike. When they show Brad Pitt falling, they don't even remove the wire in post. And it is it is so apparent in the shot. It's not even a white wire. It's a black wire. And I thought maybe they thought black would hide against uh, uh, the building. And it doesn't. Uh-huh. It actually stands out more. Here's something funny that bothered me at first, and then I realized why they did it, but it still doesn't make sense in the logic of the film. When Gabriel Byrne and Hollywood uh, are in the real world, and they right. start flashing back the cartoon versions, right? Did it did it bother you that Hollywood wasn't flashing back as Hollywood, but as some kind of big clown? It did, uh, because Gabriel Byrne does it as well. Did and- did it, did, it, did it occur to you eventually why? she was flashing back to as a big clown was it because she was going crazy no i i I don't even know it's because there's no possible way in heaven you could flash her into the bizarrely twisted feminine form of hollywood the animated character with her body type oh you're saying because it doesn't match up it, it, there's no, not even there's no fucking way because it's not a human form. So when they had to flash her into cartoons, like, well, if we don't flash her back to person, it's like we're just like it has to be the same shape. So it's like, well, I was gonna put a fucking clown on costume on her because <laughs> she's not she's no fucking Hollywood. And because they're it, doing his, it to Gabriel his, Byrne, they had to match it. 
His his anim right, but his, but but him was easy because there's no animated version of him, and then when it is, it's totally opposite of his character sure, in any it's, way, it's shape, like or form. A com comic book uh, but, superhero. But it's almost like you could tell Bakshi wasn't even drawing with the implication of having to make Kim Kim Basinger it. Right. You know what I mean? I it's, it's, it's like you. <laughs> it just it doesn't work. That's why. So like. So it's throwing her clown outfit. Okay. And then she doesn't become... She, the, only, the only time she becomes Hollywood, the animated character again, is when there's no more flashing back. Because that, you can't fit that body type. Yeah. It, and, and that takes me out of the film more than anything because you can tell that there's, it has nothing to do with anything except somebody didn't plan properly. No. In pre-production. Well, no that, that and the through. fact that the two outfits that she wears... Uh, as Hollywood, the the cartoon Kim Bake, Basinger probably wouldn't have worn either one of those. Specifically, and, uh, the first one, which is basically a stripper outfit where it's like a thong straight up her ass. Right. So yeah. Kim Basinger ain't gonna wear that. And uh, the second outfit oh, she, is like a, su a whore. super skin. Let's, let's, well, let's be fair. I'm just like the second outfit is like a super skin tight uh, evening gown, which she's not wearing that either. Um. You know, whatever. Like it's <laughs> like after she has sex with Jack, um, a nightgown like this white like nighty like slides down on top of her, and it's like, hmm, Please. That's, that's interesting. That's not well, what yeah. she was wearing a minute ago. Say it before I say it. Say it, say it before I say it. I don't know what you're gonna say. Where did she get all the fucking human clothing? Yeah, oh, she didn't. I, it was crazy because when they go back into the real world, she's got all this clothing, including like a schoolgirl outfit with glasses, and it's like, where the fuck did she get that? Yeah, when they're still in the tune world, where did you right. get the fucking, where, where did you get all these real clothing? Where, yeah, and then when she happen? goes back, she's like, oh, let me get dressed. It's like, oh, yeah. let me get changed. And it's like, he's holding her luggage. It's like, how does she get real luggage? It's like, she became human and all her shit became real too? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Also, the film's so poorly structured that the whole backstory of Gabriel Byrne being in prison has nothing to do with the film. No. He could have just been it could have just been, yeah, my life what my wife left me of a cartoonist fill in the blanks. Right. If it why why do we have to why is there anything involving prison and what redemption is there, if any, and just and why is his destiny to be a hero if that's not it? And and don't 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 delve too deeply into whether he, you know, created this universe or if he had glimpses into it. What, let's let's just focus on Brad Pitt's storyline. Yeah, for, for what whatever the fuck? I don't know for what reason. So yeah, and then they see test on like you see test audiences. Yeah, they're bored. I guess we need to put more shit on the screen. No, you need to put a fucking script on the screen. <laughs> who wrote this shit? Oh, I should look up who wrote this shit. I think it was Bakshi. I think he wrote and directed it. Ooh, bad move, Bakshi. I want to say, well, if he didn't, I th I think he has a screenwriting credit. He either wrote and directed the whole thing, or... I don't see any screenplay credits. For, oh, that's animation adaption uh, uh, department. Hang on. Oh, give me a second. I'll get there. could have sworn that he... Uh, I don't know. I honestly am in a, ignorant on that at this point. Uh, director, Ralph Bakshi. Writers, no. Uh, Michael Grace and Mark Victor. Really? Now, Michael Grace... Uh, bring it up. Um, he's a Hollywood 
writer. Uh, he did. He actually worked on uh, Poltergeist, Poltergeist Two, um, Death Hunt in '81. Oh God, with Charles Bronson and Lee Marvin. Yeah, so, yeah. So I don't know how. Uh, like you don't know how much each writer. Since they, you know, sometimes you have writers who don't do as much, but they're still listed. Uh, then the other guy, Mark Victor. Um, he worked on Poltergeist and Poltergeist 2. And also the Poltergeist remake. Oh, no, remake is just based on his characters. So both the... These are the writers from Poltergeist and Poltergeist 2. God. Uh, and he, what else? He, he did March for Deaths, a Steven Seagal film. <laughs> and then UFO Abductions for TV. And then Secrets of the Universe for TV, which they both did, by the way, both writers. And then they did Cool World. And then, uh, I don't think that writing-wise, Mark Victor didn't really do anything after that. And then Mark Grace uh, did very little. If, he did nothing after that either. This really? is pretty much the last major screenplay they wrote. There's a Lakeshore Drive, but that's nothing. Uh, that's a short, even. Yeah. yeah if, if I can. So, <laughs> and I guarantee the only reason she doesn't have a writing credit is probably because he didn't want one. Yeah. I mean, he was directing. I mean, he sh I'm sure he had an influence on the film, but this is not the film he would have wanted to make. I'm sure it's not the film he, did, he signed on for. <laughs> uh, and I don't know if he re if he refused the credit, but I would guarantee that's what happened. Uh, for writing, at least. Bad enough his name's on as director. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and in... Uh, <laughs> And the fact that like the, the, the everything these guys wrote before this had has no background in animation. I I don't know if he knew them or what. I don't know the tri I don't know the details on that. I didn't go that I didn't go that deep. There's no book on the making of Cool World. Really? Oh. You have to do, you have to do research and oh. shit. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> but uh, uh, there's that. Yeah, there's that. Uh have we said our piece? Uh, Only because when I uh, when I post this, uh, I'm going to have to change how I write uh, the appeal because I always say that we show the movie partially and we're ready to show the whole movie. <laughs> I'll, let, me, let me just say this. Let me just say this. All right. Um, uh, the one line that threw me off the most in this film, and there's a lot of bad lines, yeah. but when he said, out of nowhere said, there's eight million ways to die, that threw me off because like, wait a minute. That's a film. Yeah. Eight million ways to die. And I tried to Google that to see if that's ever been a phrase that people say, and I couldn't find anything. So I either it was a weird coincidence or they, they actually did a throwback to one of the most bizarre uh, drug smuggling action films of the 70s ever made. <laughs> or 80s. Uh, it, was 80s. It, was 80s. it was 80s. It was 80s. It was early 80s. Jeff Bridges. But yeah. With Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, with, yeah. The mo they, they did, Cool World did a throwback to the gangster film in which Jeff Bridges and um, the Hispanic actor Mon Montoya. Montoya. Uh, not Montoya. What the fuck am I talking about? I don't remember. Well, I got to look it up because I have to finish my sentence. Um, You're not thinking of Raul Julia. No. All right. Let me let me let me go all the way through that again. You're not thinking of Jimmy Smith's. Let me let me finish my let me start my sentence from the beginning. Okay. Cool World did a throwback to an '80s, like uh, Miami Vice type film 
that had Jeff Bridges pitted against Andy Garcia uh -huh. eating snow cones while talking about buying drugs. <laughs> snow cones made out of the back of Andy Garcia's trunk. You know, I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Yeah, it's, it, I, 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 I wouldn't put it at the top of your list. Hmm. <laughs> it's one of the more bizarre '80s like uh, uh, cop gangster films you'll ever see. Right. But still, I you know it still doesn't knock it up that much higher. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll I'll get a cut of this that scene for you. That's all you need to see. I did uh, when he said it. I'm like, I was like, oh, there's a movie called that. I'm like, yeah. I I, I, just, I thought the same thing you did. I'm like, wow. Did are they referring to that movie? I I couldn't find any other instance of that being like a common term. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just it's too coincidental to be a coincidence. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I'm done. Want to rate it? Yeah. What's it rated at right now? It's got to uh, be like in the probably fours or fives. Four point eight. Four point eight. Yeah. And if we gave it a five, that would mean it's average. I guess I could go five. I'd, uh, I'd be, I'd, 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 I'd be, I'd be okay with a four. I can't go five because this film's below part because of the lack of any coherence with the screenplay. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I there, yeah. too, it leaves too many things open to interpretation. And honestly, I like films that leave things open to interpretation. Cartoon things that show animal uh, cartoons having sex. I don't need to interpret anything. Just nope. tell me what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Uh, so four stars. Wow, seventeen thousand votes plus on IMDb. Wow, uh, this this shouldn't be very uh, exciting. Uh, <laughs> all right, here you go. Highest demographic is um, females age eighteen to twenty nine. Huh. Hello, Brad Pitt. <laughs> uh, lowest demographic is females under eighteen. Four of them did not like this film. Oh my! Only four voted. Four point five average. Uh, Highest, but but if IMDb staff, you want to yeah. guess? Uh, I'm going to say under ten. How, uh, how? Like uh, meaning uh, under ten staff, and their rating. I'm going to go with a four. Two IMDb staff members. Yeah. Average eight point five. What? Which means you know exactly what they voted. One person voted ten. One person voted seven. That's got to be it. Either that or one voted nine and one voted... Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, one eight, voted ten eight. one voted six. Jesus Christ. Or, or one voted nine one voted seven. That's the only way this thing comes out to 8.5. No. Ten and seven. It can't be ten and seven. Ten and seven. Or, or nine or, and or, eight. Or any... Uh, uh, it's eight or nine or ten or seven. Yeah. It Either was, way. It was, it was rated I, high. No matter what they voted, the the lowest any of them voted was seven stars for f fucking Cool World. Oh, my God. These people should not be working on IMDb staff. No. I apologize. I know. It, you know, it, it's, I'm sure it's, you it's, like, it's like what I mentioned. It's like, oh, yeah, I bet they love the SpongeBob SquarePants film because it's that demographic. It's that generation. I wish they told you two. I wish I wish they told you who. I wish the IMDb staff had, I had to explain who voted. You know so, what? Oh, yeah. Steve? Guess what? Steve gave this one a fucking seven. Fuck you, Steve. <laughs> and you know what? If they did that, they would probably feel more. Oh shit! They'd be. They feel more accountable. 
and they probably oh, tr- wouldn't give it such a high rating. I didn't know I could do this. I drilled in. I, it tells me one voted ten, one voted seven. Oh, it gives the it gives the demographics on the individual. An I didn't even IMDb, know that. An IMDb staff member oh. thought this was a perfect film. Wow, this opens up a whole new door. So those four females under eighteen that gave it four point five. Yeah, I can see what the percentage was. Oh, this makes more sense. Two of them gave it an eight and a seven. And two of them gave it a one and a two. Ah, okay. Uh So if I go to females age 18 to 29 who gave an average of 5.5, and just that demographic, um, the two highest ratings are 5 and 10. Wow. So 17% of females 18 to 29 gave it a 5, but 14%, just below that, gave it a 10. Wow, fun. Wow, that bothers me. <laughs> oh. So do we know what we're reviewing next week, sir? Uh, we do not. We have a plethora. Would you say I have a plethora? I would. Uh, uh, we have a plethora of films that we can choose from. So it's just a matter of us agreeing on one and then announcing it. And and we announced it yesterday for this episode. Mm-hmm. I'm aiming for Tuesday, maybe even Monday for the next one. Cool. I, I think we have to start picking it up so people know ahead of time. The person who rev- uh, uh, that was J.R. J.M. Sammy J. Jammy, Sammy J. But strike that reverse. Sammy J. Uh-huh. Sammy J. Uh, requested this. I think I told I, I personally told him on the YouTube page that he requested it this afternoon. Oh, we're doing this tonight. Yeah. So I, I didn't give much notice. Sammy so maybe J. We- he's probably busy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the next person, we'll try to give them a bit heads up before the current day is happening. Sounds like that a we're we're going to review the film they asked us to. And the fact that I am not posting this video to YouTube, I don't know if I'm going to fix. Right away. I'm right not going to. I know. I don't know if I'm going to fix that audio in the beginning because it'll just be too hard. <laughs> not that it'll be too hard. I just don't have the time. Doesn't bother uh, me. But you know, it's like ten seconds or fifteen seconds of no sound, and then me complaining about it. So I'm going to probably keep that <laughs> keep keep that in the way it is. Um, for the Jeopardy theme. Yeah, maybe we won't get flagged because there's no sound there either. I don't know. Maybe uh, the traveler not there will help us. But uh, but you're not yeah. going to do this until you find out what happens with Crocodile? Or... With Crocodile Dundee because I don't want to risk getting an actual strike. Um, because then if I post this in Param- uh, uh, Paramus, if uh, Paramount is as big a hard-on uh, for Crocodile Dundee as they are going to be for this, we could be in a two strike situation and then third they just delete our channel so we're going to see how crocodile rolls we're going to see yeah we're going to see how that rolls out first and what i found out about the copyright process now that's now different uh we've mentioned it in the past couple of episodes is you don't get a strike right off the bat they allow you to dispute it and appeal it and then at the very end if the copyright holder feels that they're still right they can forcefully remove your video and then you get a strike from youtube instead of that just happening right off the bat it happens at the end but even if we get a strike the strike only lasts for 90 days oh there you go but with that said if we get a strike we can actually send in another claim directly to youtube to say that it was taken down um, and that it's fair use. And then yeah, 
YouTube yeah. will investigate and open it up again. So, so if if Crocodile doesn't get a strike, this will be up. So you might if you don't if you listen if you're watching this on YouTube, this might come out a little bit later than it was recorded. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping but, that. This Does, will like, be time matter anymore? I mean, because everything's up. I mean, how do you? Yeah, and who the, cares about time? And the fact that we're uploading, you know, one to two uh, past episodes a week anyway, it they'll be able to hear this on our website and on iTunes and just anywhere else that you can listen to the pod, the audio version of the podcast. So, and that'll be all covered when Joey covers it at the end of the show. That's right. Which might be now. It is going to be now. Uh, oh shit yeah so you already did it oh wait a minute no 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 actually uh we have a voicemail Uh oh um we have a voicemail from gino Uh uh-huh so so let me let me cue that up a voicemail from gino how odd it's craziness here you could actually i'll fuck it i don't care i'll leave my computer up and this is a fun little sneak peek for everyone here we a go. What? Uh, they're they're taking a little peek into my computer. Oh. Oh wait. Hold on. What? Dude. Might not be able to play this voicemail. Because <laughs> why not? Well, whatever what reason, happened? I don't I don't have sound. Oh, that's right. The sound malfunctioned. We <laughs> we don't have any sound. Period. Shit. Uh, yeah. So we'll have to play that next week. Well. Is it time sensitive? No. Uh, let me see. I, let me see if I have ending music. I don't hear anything. I don't even have ending music. Yeah, we have nothing. So, f- what if for whatever reason, there is n- my computer is not producing sound for any, uh, for any of the videos or yeah, or I, I don't know why. But and I and is there anything in Chino's voicemail that you should mention now, or can it wait till next week? Um, I really I didn't get a chance to listen to it, other than a little bit. He. He talks about uh, some of the stuff that he's doing, and you know, he mentions us. That's kind of it. Oh, you know, you know what, Gino? Sorry, obviously, as you can tell from the opening of the show, it has nothing to do with you. <laughs> we will post. We will play it next week. We were ready to do it. Yes. Uh, but just Joey's computer sucks. It, yeah, I am thinking about building a new one. Oh Jesus Christ! I'm probably not. <laughs> because this new software is probably going to fix all of our problems. Oh um, yeah. Well, and real quick, you know what it is too. I rebooted this machine because I was like, you know what? Let me reboot it because if I don't, sometimes I have audio issues because I remote oh. into it from the office. So, and I installed that new software today. I'm wondering if that has anything to do with my sound issues, even though. Oh, you know, I bet that's what it is. Give me, give me well, one hot second. Well, a hot, well, how long is a hot second? I don't know if I've had ever had any of those. Um, here, playback. I'm in the playback section. And yep, that's why the new software changed the default playback audio to itself. Oh, okay. Which just means that it's like I'm ready to work now. Let's come on. Come on, I'm ready to work, and it's like no, no. That's why I'm not getting any sound. Oh, you motherfucker! All right, so here we go. Hold on. 
let's see, set as default. And let me see if this does anything. I should have known. Wait. All right. Hey, guys. Gino Cuddy calling in. And I know what you must be thinking. Oh, boy. Is this prick again? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's that prick again. Um, anyway, um, I hope you guys have been doing well. I've been watching some of your older shows. Um, I just recently uh, watched uh, one of uh, kind of a horrible, awesome movie uh, from... Uh, from that wonderful video distributor known as Ray Don Home Video, if you guys remember that. Um, it was a movie called Provoked from 1989, and it stars Americana from the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. It's it's a freaking awesome movie. It's basically about, um, you know, this, this couple that just got married and they want to go on their honeymoon, but uh, the husband winds up being taken hostage by terrorists, and it's up to uh, the, the wife to uh, save her husband because the cops don't do shit, the mayor don't do shit. It's... it's it, 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 it's a bad movie, but it has. I, I could see the message that it had. Um, it's quite quite interesting, and something I think is is okay. I mean, of course, it's a bad movie, and it's like one of those movies where you know everybody on the IMDb only did like one other film. But it, it's quite interesting, and it has some great lines. Like uh, one of the news the newscaster who's played by porn star uh, Ona Z. Uh, oh, I like Ona Z. Oh, no. What do you expect? They'll kill your husband. And uh, the Americana responds, that's a stupid question. And another one is uh, when one of the terrorists says, we're not terrorists, <laughs> we're professionals. <laughs> I freaking love that movie. It's so freaking horrible. Um, it has one of the most uncomfortable rake-through-pants dress scenes that you'd ever want to see in your life. Um, but, but anyway, um, I hope you guys are doing well. I've been watching a lot of direct to video direct lately might want to cover on my show um so again hope you guys are doing well hopefully i haven't been uh too annoying for you um and uh can't wait to see what you review next uh so yeah check out provoked it's up on my youtube channel gino's house of rare sitcoms that's youtube.com slash gino the giant g-e-n-o the giant <laughs> um and also check out my facebook page Facebook.com slash official Gino Cuddy. And uh, hope you guys have a great day. And tequila for everyone. Peace. Alrighty. What did he say at the end? Kill everyone. Peace. I thought he said something for everyone. I can play it back if you want. Yeah, I need to know what he said because I didn't catch the first part. What, what does he want for everyone? Uh. Alright. Hey guys, Gino Cuddy Call. Um, and also check out my <laughs> Facebook page, Facebook.com slash official Gino Cuddy. And uh, hope you guys have a great day. And tequilas for everyone. Peace. Tequilas for everyone. Oh, tequilas. Oh, no, too much tonight already. Thank you. Yes. No. Anyhow. Alright, everyone. Thank you for joining us. As always, episode 242 of Movie Sucktastic. Uh, please go to our website. Uh, please go to our website. Please go to our website at uh, moviesucktastic.com. Listen to the show there uh, right from the audio player that's embedded into it. 
uh, watch us live every Thursday at 8 o'clock. Join us. Hang out. It's very cool. We, uh, we think you'll enjoy it. You can go to iTunes and you can listen to the show there as well. Or you can download it for your, for your device uh, that you listen to shit on. Uh, leave a review if you're there. We, uh, we do appreciate that. Um, also, if you want to email us, the address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. If you want to leave us voicemail, 908-514-4470. You can go to our Tumblr page at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. Go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. We, po- we post a lot of stuff there. Everything from trailers to news to whenever we're going live and what we're going to do. Um, you can download the 100% free app for your Android device. You can listen to the show. Uh, or you can't listen to the show there. I haven't embedded that yet. Oh, actually, no. You can listen to the show there. What am I talking about? Uh, you can listen to the show there. You can look at movie posters of the movies, the web. It, everything that I mentioned is in the app. It's very cool. There's a mobile version of the website as well, which today I came across uh, some HTML5 players that I need to do so that you can listen to the show from the mobile site. That is coming. I know I've been saying that for a while, but it's actually going to happen. Um, other than that, I'm done. Do you have anything, Mr. Wilson? Any words of wisdom? Doodles do not have sex with noids. There you go. All right, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Stupid movies. <laughs>